Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. And I'm Anya. And it is Thursday, August 17th. If you hear some noise in the background, it's because we're multitasking this while Landline is playing. So if you hear the wonderful, adorable Jenny Slate, or the wonderful, adorable John Turturro, <laughs> there, that's, that's what's happening in the background. So we're back. We were off last week. I recorded a podcast early because I was heading off to Nashville, and my small window of opportunity made kind of a fun excuse to get together with a couple of my roller derby friends and plug roller derby for them. And did we talk about your trip any? I can't remember. I don't think so. It's all a blur. See, we, we have to all stop talking to each other off the podcast <laughs> so we can only... But you were out of the country. I was out of the country. Yeah. I went to Nashville. Andrew, you've been to Nashville. I went last summer. Did and we go went... to the same theater? What did you go for? I went for Louis C.K. at the Bridgestone Arena, the big hockey arena. Oh, wow. No, the, okay. I went to... You went to, like, one of the fancier... Yeah, I saw Mystery Science Theater, which was a joy. So it wasn't Rift Tracks? It was Mystery Science? It was, no, it was full Mystery Science Theater. Oh, it was the new... With the new, new guys, new, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was just... Oh, so, like, three times now in my life with Gwen, I've seen something live that I never thought I would, and just burst into nerd tears. Once was The Muppets Live. Once was... David Letterman's final Christmas episode. Puppetry and of the penis. That, yeah. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. <and laughs> Bill O'Reilly live. And now Mystery Science Theater. I'm sure most people are familiar with Mystery Science Theater, but on the off chance that you aren't, it's a guy and two robots making fun of bad movies. The creator of the show, Joel, was there just kind of as a, as a host. He kind of introduced yeah. the show, did a couple of Q&As at the beginning to kill some time. But music was playing, and he came out singing along to a Prince song. And it was just amazing. And then he answered a bunch of questions. And when the show started, you just, you feel like you're in the show. It's so weird. And then when they actually did the movie part, Jonah and the two robots left the stage and went so it actually was a movie screen with silhouette. Mm -hmm. So it really felt like you're watching the show. What movie did they do? So they did Ega. Oh, okay. And then they did a double bill. And the second one, oh, I just forgot the name of it. It's a weird Italian movie. It's called, like, Atomic Man, the Fantastic Superman, or something like that. Oh, Argo Man? Argo Man, yeah. yes. Yes, Argo Man. And it was... I've never heard it before, and it's like... I've seen the trailer for Early it. 70s Italian, and just awful bizarre. So, it was great, it was fun, and Nashville was hot. It was... Mm. Oh my god, I got warned how hot it was going to be, but yeah, it was hot. <laughs> and, you know, the racism wasn't there in my face. Again, because I'm a 40-year-old white guy. Everything was fine. Like, lovely... Like, say, the bus driver reminded me a lot of my friend's mom down in Florida. Super maternal, calling you darling, that kind of thing. But then you go into the gift shop stores downtown, and there's a statue of a southern soldier. The, that hasn't been removed yet. That hasn't been removed. <laughs> and it's this, Unlike like... the other ones. It's like this little statue of him telling stories to kids around a campfire. Or there's, like, the shirts with the flag on it. So the, those are still there, but they're not. The flags aren't flying at the city hall, but it's just still there. And we were down there when, well, two things: when Trump was throwing stones at North Korea, and as we were flying, so we were kind of on a media blackout. The whole horrible, horrible, yeah, Charlottetown, Charlottetown thing happened. It's just bizarre. Like it's just bizarre. And that you know, you're there, and I'm there to see this wonderful comedy thing, and all kinds of nice folks I'm meeting. But you're like. Oh, the states. You know, like I like a lot of parts of the states, but yeah. yeah. So, so this is we're back in the Mayfair, and I was chatting with Anya about dating 
And then I'm like, no, he's just talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> but, you know, don't want to put her on the spot. I always find I'll be chatting about something really interesting right before or right after the podcast, the podcast stops going. But I don't know. Last time we talked about this, Gwen called me out on it because I teased about not dating anymore when you're married. is so wonderful. Yeah. I can see how it would be pleasant. I mean, dating is horrible. I've only started like a month ago. You're just in the trenches. Done. You're like... I just... I want to get... I just want someone where we feel comfortable farting in front of each other and we're yeah. okay being in sweatpants and we order in pizza and that's okay. We don't have to dress up. We don't have to, you know, yeah. invent small talk and all of that stuff. Like, it's... I and just, see, this is an interesting sociological <laughs> experiment because you should put that on your bio, whatever you call it, oh. and you might find this amazing dream guy. <laughs> well, I mean... Now, yeah, like be my honest. thing, yeah. my thing is very honest on my yeah, yeah. thing. Like I talk yeah. in great detail about myself, so that people kind of know what they're getting into. But I'm there, and I'm like, it's just this weird thing where it's like I feel like I'm always the one leading the conversation, which is fine at the beginning. But it's like, okay, so sure, you always answer to my questions, but it's kind of like a one-way conversation. Am I supposed to just talk about myself without you asking me? Like I'm a pretty cool chick, and it's there. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh. so anyway, I'm just like giving up. On this whole... Well, how many dates have you gone on since you made your chart per year? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and are these dates all magic future internet dates? Yes. No old-fashioned dates? Of yes, just like... I want to go on old-fashioned dates, Yeah, but people think that's weird now. Oh, for sure, yeah. Asking out a person in person, that's like creepy now. And it's like, really? Whereas the internet used to be all weird. Yeah, and like there's this Still whole... Still is, but it, yeah, it's, it's more acceptable. Very, still very weird and like a few guys and then i'm like hey instead of talking through this app do you want to just like here's my number can we just text and people like i think it's too soon <laughs> and then i'm like what the heck in normal times you would approach a person and in that's the days. first thing you would give yeah. them your number so anywho um how many guys have i gone out with there's oh my gosh i don't want to say this on the air yeah <laughs> <laughs> well see i'm fascinated about like <sighs> generations before any of us like kind of like the Mad Men era where you would get a newspaper and put in, I'm Josh, I'm, you know, in my dating days, I'm Josh, I'm 30 years old, you know, whatever. And you'd pay like per word or per letter. Yeah. And so then you're really blind. Like you're not looking at a photo. You're not looking at anything. Yeah. And then a little bit past that, we did this thing that I, I would love if they came back. What were they called? Found footage? Found footage? Yeah, cinema? the video dating. Video dating. What? <laughs> and so it, it's, it's two yeah. guys kind of riffing and they'll show they've been here they've been, they've here, been here a yeah. couple times they yeah. were great and so they'll show old videos of used car salesmen or or a bad ad for a, a hair salon but they'll, they'll find videos in like garage sales or value village and it's dating like dating videos and so imagine like instruction I can show you some no, of these actually yeah, because like, they are on <laughs> it, it would be like me going me with like a bad 70s mustache 80s mustache <laughs> And like a Hawaiian shirt and say with like bad grain going, hi, I'm Josh. I like comic books and movies. Dial 487 on your phone and you'll be put to my mailbox. <laughs> and that was a thing for a few years. Yeah. Wow. So you'd order a video and a video would come in the mail. You'd put the VHS tape in your VCR and you'd watch 25 potentials. And then on your phone, you dial the 1-800 number, and that would be for Jim. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Imagine that. Is that is amazing. Yeah, I know. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's totally more creepy. So we need this. to get back to that. Yeah. It's yeah. all weird, though. It's all weird. Like, blind dates are weird. Asking somebody out you see in a coffee shop is weird. It's all... That first step is always... It's never good. You know? It's always... Yeah. And, like, there's a few regulars that I'm there, and I'm like... 
you know, you kind of want to ask people out, but at the same time, I don't want to ruin their happy place. I can't be the one that asks them out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you if you want... ask somebody out, it goes horribly wrong, and then we've lost a customer. Well, it's we've <laughs> lost a customer, but that's not even the point. Is I don't want to ruin someone's happy place. I don't right, want them right. to be like, darn, I can't go to the Mayfair anymore because this crazy girl that works at the box office <laughs> yeah. is hitting on me. Now I can't go to my happy place. Then I'm stuck going to Bytown. You know, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> not that the Bytown's horrible, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 kind of weird. Do you guys both have? You guys both have like profiles on something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how long did you take to pick out your photo? Did that take forever? Was that like? I don't have very many no. photos that I I think are good. You didn't like set up lights and get like no <laughs> no. Oh well, I just put the ones that my friends told me to put right. on there. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you you it's you have to be strategic about it. Like the first picture is like the picture that resembles me the most, just like me, like with an awkward smile, which is I mean. It's not false advertising. I think that's the most upsetting thing is the false advertising. Kevin, Kevin from Northern Ontario, that was false advertising. (laughs) His picture did not look like Kevin. Gosh, Kevin. I'm not texting Kevin anymore. Did he put up a picture of like Jason Momoa or something or what? what Well, like, no, I think it was just the lighting and like the way that it, I don't know if it was his friend or his brother, but anyway, it obviously wasn't him because when I met him in person, I was like, oh, that is not what I thought. Right. Not yeah, that yeah, yeah. looks matter that much. Also, his bio was not at all what he was like in real life. So, on paper, being set up should theoretically work because it's like a friend who knows you and they know somebody else, you know. But that's weird too. But then, like, I've got a pair of friends who they met single. Can no, you- <laughs> no, no, no. They, they they took each other. They took each other. Uh, they I don't know. God, like four or five years ago, were married here in the Mayfair, but they met online. Like they did the dating app thing. And now they're married with two kids and a house and a car. And so it works sometimes, you know. It, it And on paper, you think like, oh, because I could look at that and say, oh, you like the same things as me. But it's not that easy sometimes. A lot of, most of the people don't even have descriptions. And like, right. they maybe have like two pictures. And also, like, some of the guys I go out with, they're like so intimidated. They're like, oh, this girl has a plan for life. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. Oh, she has a car. And I'm like, yes, like, I've got my shit together. And they they totally don't have their shit together. So it's like... Yeah, because guys in their... I should say human, sometimes women as well, but in their early 20s are often the most messed up they'll be in their whole life. Because <laughs> they're, they're figuring out what to do. <laughs> they, they, they might be in school but not know what they want to be when they grow up. Yeah. Like, me and my friends were in my early 20s. It was like Mario Kart all day and working in a video store and staying up till four in yeah, the morning. Yeah, men aren't screwed up. No, no, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if there are any Mayfair <laughs> regulars yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. like to go out with a quirky girl, I've got some pretty sweet <laughs> work perks. Pony in our live line right now. <laughs> 1-800. Operators are standing by. Mayfair podcast. <laughs> you got to see those videos. You can just YouTube That's them of, of the dating stuff. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, like this whole dating thing, I'm done. Like... I don't know. Things are going kind of okay with Mr. Pilot, but I don't know if that's <laughs> Mr. Okay. Pilot. I don't know. There's so there's so many like mini conversations. You know, most of them aren't going to lead to anything. But like, yeah. Not gonna lie, that I was there and I was like, oh my gosh, could you imagine date night? We watch the sunset from a little plane yeah. and then we come here for a movie afterwards and then we go to Stella Luna for gelato. I Done. was there and I was like, <laughs> man, that's some fairy tale shit right there. But yeah, yeah. he's writing his test tomorrow, so oh, we'll to, that goes. to get to the next step of um, airplaning. Well, he already has his commercial license, and then he's doing a test to become a flight instructor because you need to rack up enough hours right. to be able to fly for a big airline. So, Oh, he wants to pilot Oh, like... pilot, pilot. Whoa. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Man, so coming back from Nashville, we were supposed to be back Saturday afternoon, 
which I thought would be enough time that if I wasn't exhausted to come here and see like the nine o'clock movie and our flight was delayed. So I'm like, oh, well, not the end of the world. Then our flight got delayed again and then again. Then they told us there's no more flights. They were going to put us in a hotel. We would get an early flight on Sunday back. Then it ends up so many planes were screwed up. There was no hotels. And there was something going on in Toronto, some sports stuff. So there was no hotels even in downtown Toronto. Luckily, we have friends in Toronto, so we had a couch. But there was all kinds of poor bastards who were sleeping at the airport. Like, it was it was oh. weather screwed, like, oh. 20 or 30 planes up, and that just dominoed. So we didn't get back to, like, Sunday at midnight. And it was just, oh. like, it was just a mess. It was just, and we're both, Gwen and I are chill, but there was people there losing their minds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And there was there was no trains, there was no buses. There were, we were trapped in Toronto. So we made the day of it and ended up crashing my uh, fake niece's birthday party and went to the aquarium. So it was fine. But so I just felt for the people who were... Well, if they really want to get back home, they could Uber it. But Charge it to the airline. <laughs> A trip I want to make to get more movie-themed here is the... Because um, not too far away, but the, the Traverse City Film Festival in oh, Michigan. The Mi- Michael Morris Michael thing? Morris. Yeah. Because not too far away, I think I might be able to weasel a badge by saying I'm a movie theater guy. I think it's outside of the scary parts of Detroit, like it's in like the suburban part. Mm-hmm. And it's really become a thing where it's like Doug Benson goes there and, and Leonard Maltin and, and pretty decent filmmakers. And I want to do that and try to go do a little film festival trip. It, it's so much more expensive to go to California or over to Cannes or something like that. Mm-hmm. But go down to Michigan and... Go see a bunch of movies. Go on vacation to see a bunch of movies. I think but. I might do TIFF this year. Oh, yeah? Because I'd like to see The Disaster Artist, and John Woo has a new film out. Oh, is that finally out? I forget the title. Yeah. But Lee really wants to go to that. And Louis C.K. made a movie. Yeah, a secret a feature, movie. A feature film shot in black and white on 35mm. I love his business model. of just He just does stuff yeah. under the radar and surprises people, but it's like a full-length new movie. Shot on film, and he's premiering it at TIFF. Do you remember who's in it? Some of his normal He's gang, in it, and John Malkovich, I believe, is in it. Edie Falco, who was on his show Horace and Pete, is in it. Pamela Alden, who co-starred with him on Louis, right. is in it. Yeah, I really There's like no that. IMDb listing for it, apparently. It's amazing. It's there's amazing. Very, apparently, he plays like a TV producer or something, but there's like hardly any... There's like pretty much no information about it other than... 35 millimeter, two hours. It's called I Love You, Daddy. We we live in a world where... Not knowing the context of that title. Like, (laughs) even even Joel at Mystery Science Theater said we kept the second movie secret just for fun. Yeah. So, like, you guys are coming from Mystery Science Theater. You're coming to see a bad movie. We're trying to show you something you've never seen before, which I've never heard of Argo Man before. Because he said when he was younger, they would just go to movies. And a lot of us still do that, just go to movies. But it's so hard now. Even with Landline, which I, I end up seeing the trailer, like, half a dozen times because mm-hmm. you're seeing it here and they gave away a good you know three jokes like mm-hmm. that I wish they hadn't and I didn't end up seeing it maybe we'll get it on the Leapfrog week you know maybe we'll get it come back for an encore or something I'm not yeah, sure I don't know but yeah today today as we speak is it's last screening mm-hmm. it's it's tough so it's really cool that Louis C.K. can somehow stay under the radar mm-hmm. and film a movie without anybody hearing about it in this well in I think he, just, he probably age. just did it all himself yeah it's probably completely independently produced no studio so no need to like create a buzz about it and I just imagine like he or you know his people one of his producers or somebody phoning up Tiff and being hi I'm a associate producer on Louis CK's new film would you like it and they're like, what you know yeah. like and they probably did that for 
for TIFF and Tribeca and for a couple other festivals. And in doing so, that's publicity. I read a really interesting thing, and I forget the exact business model, but it was Sonnenberg talking about Logan Lucky. Lucky Logan? What's it called? Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Really want to see that. And so he said, and I might be getting this slightly wrong, but you can find the article online, but it's almost Star Wars George Lucas style is it's a you know movie star independent film where like even like the Star Wars prequels were $100 million mm-hmm. independent films. Yeah. So Logan Lucky is, you know, Daniel Craig's in it and Oscar Isaac and Channing Tatum. Oscar Isaac is in it. Oh, not Oscar Isaac. Who um, am I thinking? I'm thinking that other guy from Star Wars. Uh, what's his name? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's uh, in it. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yes. But he said, like, the budget was something, from this point of view, relatively reasonable, like $30 million. Yeah. They're not spending a ton on advertising. He pre-sold the hell out of it to iTunes, Netflix, HBO, mm-hmm. whatever. That covered a bunch of the cost. Then they got a bunch of non-obtrusive product placements. So whether that's somebody's watch or a car mm-hmm. or somebody in the background drinking Coke, that covered a bit. Well, it's set it like a NASCAR thing. Yeah, so, so that's both, a really yeah, easy... Be all that built-in uh, and, advertising. And I totally don't mind product placements when you don't notice them. Because, like, you know, if you watch... Mm-hmm. Say the film is NASCAR or has a hockey game in it or is walking through the streets of New York. Yeah. There's ads all over the place. So, But he said, essentially, now, the movie doesn't have to make a ton of money. They've essentially broken even, paid back their investors... And now himself and the actors will get a percentage of the box office. You know, this movie could make $100 million, and then everybody mm-hmm. will get a couple bucks. If the movie makes $20 million, it'll get less. But everybody who chipped in for it has been paid back, and they got to make exactly the movie they wanted. And an actor like Daniel Craig is probably like, yeah, I'll do this for nothing because I'm going to get $40 million to do a James Bond movie. Yeah, because he's doing one more, apparently. Yeah, So, but it, it's he's always been really smart about... Because I always feel that Star Wars should spend less on advertising, just a bit. Because, you know, have some normal advertising, but when you hear how much an average movie spends, mm-hmm. even like like The Dark Tower, it's like you've got to make an extra $40 million. And nowadays, there's so much internet and word of mouth and yeah. podcasts and things. But, yeah, so his business model is really interesting. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. We'll, we'll I'm sure, get that barring disaster. We'll get Logan Lucky sooner or later. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, it looks really good. And P.S. Anya left the room to go do work. That's why she's yeah, not here she's right now. Handling an Uber Eats order, actually. Yeah, so we're just continuing. Which you on. can now enjoy by logging on to Uber Eats. Get your popcorn. We just had her in here to talk about dating, and she's out. That's yeah, right. she she got her dating uh, rants out of the way. So we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get on topic now, and we'll chat about movies from August 18th through 24th, 2017, here at the Mayfair. I'll try to get this up Friday morning, so it'll be fresh if you're listening to it right away. You can catch all these films. We have The Big Sick coming back for a third week. Mm-hmm. So this is the one I've seen. I loved it. Yeah, very good film. I don't know. I, I always laugh. It's like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, who's the one guy? Who's the one person who didn't like this movie? <laughs> or who doesn't, not even like, but like who hated this movie? I, I can't imagine. But it's a super fun movie. I was kind of familiar with it because I know these guys from Podcast Land. I know the story of Emily and Kamel, but... yeah. It's really good. Ray Romano, which is hilarious, because he's a guy who started Jerry Seinfeld style of not really an actor, is now... And he's act- very good in the He's now an actor, yeah. So, yeah. He's now, like... So that that's... As is uh, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter's great. Which yeah. is fantastic. And she's terrifying for, like, a five foot two, yeah. 50-year-old lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she just... But that's but still movie. very attractive. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the actor who plays Kumail's dad, I was reading, is a big Bollywood star. And Kumail, yeah, he looked a little familiar. Kumail jokingly asked his real dad, who do you want to play you in the movie? And his dad said, this guy. And they thought they would never get him. They asked, they got him. 
It's his first American film. A nice round number. It's his 500th movie. Oh, wow. And so say he's 60 years old, 65 years old, and maybe he's been doing it since he was... Um, maybe he's been doing it since he was a kid, so that adds a couple more years. But nonetheless, that's a lot of movies a year. When you mm-hmm. think that an actor does... A North American actor does like one, two, maybe. This guy has 500 movies under his belt. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah, so go see Big Sick. I loved it. One of our Ottawa premieres this week is The B-Side. The new Errol Morris film. Errol Morris. The director of The Thin Blue Line and Mr. Death and... What was the political one he did last? He did the Donald Rumsfeld movie. The Donald Rumsfeld, which was great. And then the, um, the Robert McNamara one. The, yeah. The Fog of War, which I think he won the Oscar for. And this movie's a much kind of lighter movie and just about a, a lady who's been a photographer for decades and just kind of looking back at her life through pictures. I think it's kind of talks a bit about the death of film and using digital and all that kind of stuff, but it looks really good. It looks like a nice kind of crowd-pleasing movie. Another Ottawa premiere this week is Brigsby Bear. I'm really glad we got this, and I admit solely because I always want to see Mark Hamill on screen. Mm-hmm just looks like an eccentric little movie about a guy who's a fan of a kid show of a I think like a peewee's playhouse style or maybe even more of like a barney style kid show with a mascot yeah which was it was canceled like right away and he was like the only fan of the show and so he tries to make the show live on and it's got quite the cast an interesting cast where it's it's greg kinnear claire danes jane adams who's a sundance winner and then the star and writer or co-writer is kyle mooney who I'm completely unfamiliar with because I don't watch Saturday he's on, Night Live. Yeah, he's on Saturday Night Live. From what I understand, the last couple of years has really been a... Everything goes in waves, especially with Saturday mm-hmm. Night Live, but it's been a real return to form the last couple of years. Yeah. And he's one of, the, one, mm-hmm. of the, one of the guys on Saturday Night Live. And Mark Hamill, I've heard, is really cool in it. One of our patrons saw it at Sundance, I believe, and said it was a really cool, weird, independent movie. So mm-hmm. that's our other Ottawa premiere. Then we have... Lady Macbeth, which doesn't seem to actually be Shakespeare-y. It's... I guess it's sort of a... a it's similar in theme to right. Macbeth. It's not actual... It's a different story. It's not an actual adaptation or right, right, of right. Macbeth. Yeah, it's about a woman who is sold into marriage, and it's about her being in love with somebody else, so kind of a love triangle film, and it won... What did it win? So it's a good companion piece to The Big Sick? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Special jury prize winner at Montclair Film Fest and a Platform Prize nominee at TIFF. That is starting this Friday. We have that for a full week, so we have it every single day. So that's one you have multiple chances to come out and see. Then, what's our other film? Then we get into more of the midnight movie crowd stuff. Blood and Black Lace, which we have Friday the 18th, which I love at 10.30. I love a 10.30 yeah. midnight movie. Yeah. You'll be out by midnight. So it's a midnight movie where you're out by midnight. This is from director Mario Baba, yeah. the Italian maestro. So is he giallo? Like, is he... Uh, some he, giallo, he did lots of stuff. He did a western. He did just some straight horror films. Yeah, not everything he did was a giallo. And he teamed up with Romero on... No, that was Dario Argento. Oh, Argento. Yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. I, was, I just love the stories of... Italian versus American cinema yeah. and the Italian sets being people like eating food and talking and music in the background and then American sets being everybody's super quiet and, and just like it's two different worlds. Mm-hmm. He, and, he did a movie called Bay of Blood which is arguably the first modern slasher film being, okay. being that it's like a bunch of teenagers showing up to some place they're not supposed to be at and they get knocked off one by one. Yeah. You watch oh, that okay. film it's from like 1971 it's very good it's wow. very creepy it's very fun 
Anya's it's back. Got, it's got a crazy <laughs> twist ending. It's also it's got another title, Twist Twitch of the Death Nerve. You can get it on, on DVD or Blu-ray. We let people know that you left at work that we weren't hogging the conversation. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. You had to go to Uber Eats, and we got into plug for Uber Eats. Amazing. Anyway, Bay of Blood is a film that he made, which is not kind of like the very first slasher film. Right. And in fact, like you watch like Friday the 13th, part one or two, you can kind of tell that I didn't know that. those That's movies sort of rip it off in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Blood and Black Lace, which we're showing, I haven't seen it. I hope to see it. I'm coming to see it on um, Friday, I think. It's from 1964. It's, I don't, yeah, I don't know much about it. Well, what I like, like a, is, it has my... House of Horrors. My new favorite tagline, the eight greatest shocks ever filmed. It's basically a murder mystery around fashion models in a boarding house. From oh, what I could piece together. Okay. Also, I like that it's from the director of Danger Diabolique. Because that's like kind of an, yeah. a famous cult movie. Yeah. Either from that's the Beastie Boys video, right? No. Yeah, the Beastie yeah, Boys yeah, yeah. were were really big into that film, and it was the last episode of the original Mystery Mystery Theater. Yes. So that's kind of cool. That and that's sort of like not. It's, it was based on a comic strip. It's sort of about this masked. So he is diverse. Thief. He didn't just do. Yeah. Oh no no he did all sorts of stuff. But he's mostly known for horror. Yeah, so come see that and keep a tally and see if you get shocked eight times mm. more than you were in any other movie. And if not, complain to... You get nothing. <laughs> complain to the Bava <laughs> family. Luck. And then, good Anya's back for this because one of her favorite things is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's back. I gotta figure out what number it is. Because cause we know that the room in December is number 100. And it just kind of happened that a few years ago, a few years back, Rocky Horror was not monthly. And then I don't know how it happened, but just it, now it's monthly. But we must be tallying up that number, too. Well, you guys have been monthly for at least five years. Yeah. Because I was coming every month when I was 15. Man. And then in the <laughs> four years or three or four years before that, we had it at Halloween and then I think did it a couple other times a year as well. How yeah. long has Sam and the gang been doing it? Like four years, maybe? Or... Well, yeah. Sam was there when I was coming, when I was 15, before I right. started working here. Oh, so. my God. Sam's... But I thought someone had told me that Sam had been doing this for at least eight years, but maybe it wasn't eight years here? Maybe, No, yeah. not eight years here. Yeah, definitely not eight years here, but it could be five. Yeah, four or five. I'll Which, ask him we'll check Saturday. Uh, by the way, he wanted me to mention that this screening coincides with the opening night of Pride Week. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Pride show, so... Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, come out for that. It's always a blast. And yeah, it is, there's a live shadow cast, so for those of you who have never been and don't know what it's all about, you might want to at least watch the trailer to the movie. Not too much a shock. <laughs> yeah. Come in with like an open mind, open spirit, because it is quite freaky. It's amazing that people still don't know that this is how we roll out Rocky Horror, considering it's advertised on the website and explain what a shadow cast is and yeah. everything, that it's something. That's cool that it's pride. I always want to do something more for pride and we've done things a couple times in the past but it's getting the material and organizing something and so this is cool that if this is a pride crossover mm -hmm. and then tim curry is going to be in toronto at the comic-con you know not to make light of it poor old tim curry but i'm surprised because i don't think he's very well and, and so it's, well he had a massive stroke i don't know if he can really speak or anything yeah so maybe that's know. good that he's out and about so i think he and a couple of the other Rocky Horror cast members are going to be there, so... Yeah, they're planning a whole road trip for it. Oh, it's so. going to be good. It's going to be, be amazing, yeah. I hope they document it, take a lot of pictures. They definitely will. Saturday night at 11, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and then, man, like, we're in August, so that means just one more normal screening, and then it'll, it'll be Halloween. It's madness. Ugh, it's already rolling madness. around again. <laughs> yeah. 
That's oh, and then the the one more thing I'll mention is Sunday afternoon. There's a group called the presentation is Maestro at the Movies, and it's Maestro Fitness, I think, is the full title. They intend to do this more if this does well. So I hope this does well. And it's a fundraiser for some local kids sports groups and stuff like that. And they're going to screen the original Rocky on Sunday afternoon at twelve thirty, and they're going to have fifty fifty draw and auction and other stuff like that. So you can dress as your favorite Stallone character, which I think is hilarious. So there's a lot of movies in there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to dress as Oscar. That's what I'm going to dress as. But yeah, so if this does well, they'll maybe do this every month or two with other kind of classic sports films. So fingers crossed this will be a good uh, event for these guys. And that's Sunday afternoon at 1230. And then, man, we have so many movies. It seems like I've been doing nothing but mocking up posters. And we're as far away as... November now with some of the stuff that we have. We'll talk about this in future episodes, but the closest one is August 25th. We have The Queen of Spain. Starring Penelope Cruz. And I saw the trailer just the other night, and it looks really good. Just a real fun behind and the scenes. And she looks really good. She looks great. <laughs> What's the name for Princess Bride? Carrie Elways is in it. And it just looks like a, a kind of a goofy slapstick movie set kind of movie. So that looks really good. That, that sounds like a good date idea. So yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. are listening. <laughs> there you go. And like a free movie go. night. Anya can get you in. Compliments of the Mayfair. We have our next two Mayfair Kids Club booked. Babe on August 27th. From the director of Mad Max Fury Road. Which is my favorite thing. That the guy who did Mad Max also did Babe. I remember seeing it. I haven't seen it for years. But when I first saw it, it blew me away. I thought it was like a perfect film. I forget what won that year for... Maybe even Braveheart or something. Braveheart, I think, yeah. But my vote would have been for Babe. I, I just yeah. thought that movie was great. And then, speaking of Carrie Elways, in September we'll have Princess Bride as our kids' club movie. Today, hot off the presses, we booked a new Saturday morning cartoon party. That'll be on September 16th. A brand new round of Saturday morning cartoons and buffet cereal. And Deliver Us, which is a exorcism documentary. This looks really cool. So not even like fiction. This is a documentary. Yeah, about... Like group exorcisms yeah. and stuff. Extra scary. And then... Not uh, a good date movie. A really good... <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on the person. And a movie called Rat Film. Great date movie. About rats. Oh, yeah. Everyone likes rats. Sets the mood. <laughs> so, yeah. A bunch of stuff coming up. Check our website. It's... Uh, and we're going to have more because we haven't even really... I mean, besides for... What do we have in October? There's that one film... The Limehouse Gollum is kind of a scary gothic film we have on October 13th. That'll probably be our 9 p.m. movie, and I would hazard a guess that our 11 p.m. movie that night will be another Friday the 13th-themed movie, unofficially announced. We're probably going to have another half-dozen cool, scary movies that we don't even have announced yet, so that'll be coming up, so stay tuned for that. So, yeah, so that's about it. Maybe we'll wrap it up, let these guys get back to work, sell more Uber. (laughs) Go visit our friends at House of Target across the street. They've got, I think they got a new Playboy pinball machine, which is super awesome. We introduced Anya to the glories of free play a couple weeks ago. Yes. So it's the best. If you're too shy to ask me out here, I will probably oh. be at Targ for free play. So That's an excellent hint, idea. Hint. Also, if you happen to really enjoy coffee and listen to this podcast, I believe you do. Hint hint, I'll be at Targ. Sunday night. So this is me indirectly asking this the person in question want... because it's great, because that way yeah. They don't feel it. It's fine. This has to pay off now. This has to... This I is, want this... This is totally going to go all la-la land. I can, I can feel it. Yeah. But happier. <laughs> yeah. With a, with, a, with a good... With the alternate universe twist. Yes. 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 Oh, man. So, you know, if, if I'm at free play, I'm just going to be, like, 
sitting at the bar with my, my hands <laughs> and my chin watching over at you. <laughs> my popcorn brings the boys to the yard. Yeah. Yes. So there I'll you go. there patiently. Check out all our social media things. I always try to do this, but I'm guilty of not doing this for any of the podcasts I listen to a lot. But give us a vote on iTunes or SoundCloud or say mm-hmm. hi to us on Facebook. It's just nice to get some interaction out there. Or at the theater. At the theater. I know people listen because I'll see that 160 people... People have asked me out on dates. What? No. Oh. <laughs> Man, that would have been great. No one asked me out on dates. Which would probably be good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll uh, see you at the movies. I'll Mem- see you at Target. Remember to yeah. ask yeah. Yeah. everyone ask out on you. Not everyone. <laughs> Every year, Hollywood makes hundreds of movies. This is one of them. Invites you to the first big screen adventure of Mystery Science Theater 3000. You hit something! You killed the Hubble! At last, the crew aboard the Satellite of Love can tell jokes without a censor. I'm a naughty boy! Naughty, naughty! And boldly go where no man or robot has gone before. Hey, I'm experiencing a sensation altogether new to me, and frankly, I love it! Watch the gang from Mystery Science Theater as they watch the science fiction classic, This Island Earth. Captain's log, I've lost my toupee and girdle and I can't leave my room. The supreme excitement of our time. Never before dreamed by man. Why'd they put the toilet in the middle of the room? Our captive Earth people fight for their lives. Oh, I'm very vulnerable there. Oh, there go the piano lessons. Two and a half years in the making. Oh no, Tinkerbell's going down. Pull up, Tinkerbell. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Hey, Baywatch is on. All right, let's get out of here, you guys.